All right, welcome back. Episode 64 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your host, Tommy, a.k.a. TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, a.k.a. Cards Max, a.k.a. Cards Max, Maxion Edition. Max, how are you doing? Good. We're at episode 64. That's almost the highest number I can count to. I can't count past 74. I don't know what comes what number comes next. But good to know that we're still in like the counting number territory here. I can put it all on my fingers and it works out. And I am spent. I know we are the day after Saturday, which is college football day. And we're in not college football day. But we're here to talk some college football. We are here to talk, talk college football with the, the young old heads college football correspondent. The first correspondent in the history of young old heads, I think, for a specific topic. But Gabe, we're here with Gabe uh, at, at Gaby Cardstacks on Twitter and Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok. Um, yeah. Gabe, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Longtime listener, first time guest. So excited to be here. Yeah, uh, uh, people might recognize Gabe from many call-outs throughout the years of the, the many years that we've been doing this podcast that gave yes, uh, been shouted out <laughs> at least five years, um, especially at the Nash, the special edition national episode, which is live on YouTube right now. If you haven't listened, Gabe had some great questions for us, but Gabe, uh, you want to introduce yourself? What, who is Gaby Cardstacks? You know, there's Gabe, but then, you know, Gaby Cardstacks is the one who's here on this episode. So what, what do you, yeah. what's your focus? What do you, what do you do in the card game? And who's in your profile picture? So, yeah. So my profile picture is me with a baby Snapchat filter from like three years ago. And so Gaby Cardstacks is like my card persona, um, which people at work have like found my YouTube. There are two directors in my office and they're like, are you Gaby Cardstacks? Like that picture looks like you. So uh, that's been like my life for the last two weeks. But yeah, it's just my, my card life that I, that I have my separate account for and um, I mean, in, in the card world, I've kind of evolved over the last three years since I got back into it, obviously collected as a kid, kind of, looking back on it, it was all like Fairfield stuff and just like junk wax that I just like looking at stats. Um, once I got back into it, like peak pandemic, much like everyone else, um, started out with like tops Chrome football and like baseball, like Vladdy Jr., Kyle Lewis, Luis Robert, like all those guys. And then kind of started shifting into Bowman baseball, um, just very popular in Phoenix, which is all the spring training and complex league and all that. Um, then finally, and not until last year's draft, so 2022, um, got into modern football. And that was when I kind of started flourishing and growing a little bit more, getting more interest, um, kind of just started to go a little bit more into it and realize like, hey, like I can kind of find my niche here. Um, and then everything kind of took over. I feel like at the beginning of this year, um, told myself I was really going to go all in on cards. Um, and now I've kind of found my way onto YouTube and also Bowman University and kind of found my niche here. So that's kind of the general overview of who Gaby Cardstex is. So you're telling me you read the backs of baseball cards or sports cards in general. You read yeah. that. I mean, I used to when I was a kid like that, like because I didn't know any of those people. It was like 1987, 1986, and I was – six seven years old so i just like looking at the stats and just reading it sounds like an old head to me we're we're in the dark ages of the backs of sports cards i feel <laughs> like you know i feel like this is like there's never been a less inspired time for them 
yeah, you're just getting one one year's worth of stats and maybe a little little blurb of a season highlight. Yeah. Um, but Gabe, you I I think just to hit on the topics that the people that maybe are fresh in people's mind when it comes to college football, modern football. Uh, big news came out that there's Bowman Chrome U was coming out. Was that like an expected release that it's coming out in like a couple weeks, or was that kind of a surprise drop by by Tops? Yeah, I thought it was kind of a surprise because last year's set was dropped on February 22nd, which of like this year, like 2023. So like college football, the playoffs already happened. Like we're two months out from the draft, so I was expecting like a similar timeline and just kind of hopeful that maybe we'd get a little earlier. I mean, I know they're getting out product of like NFL rookies in Jersey now. So they're like definitely well ahead of schedule on a lot of, on a lot of stuff, but I was not expecting October first to drop. And it was like pre-order coming soon. And then the product itself is coming out like three weeks later. So that was a complete surprise to me, which is great. Cause that's like the halfway point of the college football season. So for prospecting sake, you can still get in. And then of course, everything leading up to the draft and then, guys who are still in college for the following year but that was completely surprising to me but it was a great surprise yeah i i know max did you see the thing about how panini's dropping like every single football product in the next six weeks because most people are speculating it's because of the nfl pa no i've been living under mm-hmm. a rock that's not facetious i have been living under a rock this is news to me yeah so, I mean, if this is the last year of Panini, then it seems like we're going to get all you can handle in the next six Well, it's weeks. effective immediately, right? Or immediately in quotes, but isn't that the word? I, th- I think what Paul Lesko said is like 90 days to get rid of all their stuff, and they're going to do – they're as sure as hell going to do it. I wonder if we're going to actually see like cheap blasters or something now. Or I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, Gabe, are there any products that you're looking forward to in this last year of Panini? Um, I mean, not, part- I don't necessarily have a go-to product, I guess like prism optic are just the two that are easiest for me to move on like a flipping perspective. Um, and then like collecting wise, like I'm hopeful there there's tops Chrome that that'll be coming back and then really just anything collegiate as well. Um, but nothing too crazy in particular with product wise, but just Bowman university in general tops wise that is i'm i think i'm ready for tops to take over yeah i take over well i i personally think that panini did an underrated job with college football products and maybe that's a hot take but um i i'm interested to see if like is bowman gonna be the only college product are they gonna start making like pro debut like what do you what do you think gave if you had to predict what tops does with college cards going forward yeah, I mean that's interesting to think about like a, a pro debut type. I mean they had they have Bowman U, they had Bowman Best and Bowman Inception, which Best I don't really know why it was really a product to be honest because it was kind of a recycle of everyone and just I mean I like the Bowman Best design I guess it is pretty cool. They dropped kind of like the bottom twenty percent of the Bowman U checklist and added newer guys into the mix, so that was kind of fun. And then Bowman Inception was a mix of basketball and football all in one product. So like that was with Kalen Clark, Victor Wembanyama, and then you have like Bryce Young as well. So for me personally, I'm not a, a baskets guy, but I still appreciate that they have the football side of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm unsure of what they would do just in terms of additional products. Um, 
pro debut, something like that would be pretty sick though. Yeah, I know. Well, they're also doing, I know I, I've seen, they're doing Max's favorite product, Tops Now. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Um, and you now. Are right? any of these cards on cards or are they all secret autos? Or Bowman, like the college uh, Bowman U series. Um, Bowman U is on card. There's like half and half of Bowman Best is on sticker and on card. And then Inception, I think, is a little bit of mix as well. Mm -hmm. So I, don't well, they, I guess it just depends. They very famously got Wimbenyama to sign on card. So, yeah. Or at least for some of them. But, uh, I don't know. I was a fan of Prism, Prism draft picks. I think it's cool. Um, I think they kind of overdid it with the, as Panini does, they overdo it with like the kind of retired guys and like the older vets. It's like, I, it would be way more fun if it was just a way more in-depth college product. And I feel like that's where they're going to go with. But like, imagine if they were just one draft picks product. That's almost what we had with the Bowman University series. Yeah, but tops are not gonna. They're not. You, it's tops. They're not gonna stop there. I'm so. I bet you. you we have like Bowman. twenty collegiate products. Like well, we would know. have every collegiate product. Like we'd have NT. We'd have flawless. We'd have immaculate. We'd have prism. We'd have. We now had select. Chronicles. We had score, which I think is technically the first one in NFL logos. Not even NFL unis. NFL logos. It's like we had every normal iteration of Panini products. And then you get the NFL products. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gabe, what? Give me the power ranking, your personal power rankings of Panini college football products, or um, at least the ones that you collect, because you very famously collect what? Uh, he is a collector. What, what, what does your collection consist of? Um, so, my collection, at least for like, I'd say my mainstay, like my staple is University of Arizona, Patch Autos. That's like anytime I can get like a sick patch. Uh, of any i mean arizona's tough because like they don't get a lot of guys in product like there's just not that a lot of guys that they've been producing hopefully with basketball there's a couple guys that that are coming up like football doesn't really come by it's usually just gronk being recycled and maybe some nick Foles. um but i do love like the national treasures the flawless um and then prism is usually pretty good with like a draft picks of getting some guys in there and that's where i'll do golds which Luckily for me as well, like Arizona is very affordable. It's not like I'm going out and buying like, your Golden State stuff, right? Where it's like you're paying you're paying up for that. Like I can get like I we'll talk about it later, but I got a gold auto today on eBay for ten bucks. So um, you know that that to me is fun to be able to get that. Oh, cracked ice, um, one of my favorites from contenders as well. So that's kind of my mainstay, and then I guess off to the side is my still related to school, I guess, but high school, um, Corona del Sol. So that has sent a couple of guys to the league, Marvin Bagley. He was only there for one year, but he won a state championship. So I'll count it. Um, Dale and Terry was there for like two, three years, double PC. He went to Arizona and then is with the bulls. Now first round pick. And then Alex Barcelo, oddly enough, he like, he was there all four years didn't go to the league, but he made it in Prism draft, and that was cool. He he went to Arizona, got no playing time, went to BYU and lit it up there. And then I'm blanking on one other. Oh, Saban Lee. He was there all four years, went to Vanderbilt, and then got draft picks there as well, and then went to the Pistons, now with the Suns. So 
those are kind of like my mainstay. And then top Chrome football, that would be my last piece, but very selective on, on those guys. Tommy, you're muted. You're muted. Classic, classic. I'm just saying, Gabe, you don't collect like pro teams at all. You're all about high school, high school connects and then the college alum. Yeah. Like growing up, like we watched like the Cardinals and the Suns and they all had like their own different eras. Like Dimebacks won the World Series when I was like seven. The Cardinals won the Super Bowl when I was a freshman in high school. The run and gun Suns and like middle school era was super fun. Um, but just never felt like a huge attachment. Like I still have like Amari Stoudemire, Orange, Tops Chrome stuff. Like that's my favorite player. Tim Hightower, Tops Chrome. He was one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, I'm not a huge like pro team guy, but I'll watch like all of them every now and then, but just don't have that same connection like I do with like a Corona or Arizona. Where what is your rationale for prioritizing gold at a t- or golds in general and patch autos instead of one of ones? I mean, I have a card on my desk that, like, I talked about a lot on this podcast about this is the Jamie Newman Black Finite Prism one of one, which who was the starting or was one of the starting quarterbacks during my time at Wake Forest. And my rationale for targeting one of ones is that for the guys that are really, really, really bad, it's not very expensive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that if I want to assert that I have like the greatest collection of all time, not to anyone, but just for myself and for our own ego, right? Like I meet university of Arizona is a larger school, but if you can scrounge up to the one of one U Arizona market, I just feel like the, like the lower numbered, like the out of one fifties, the out of 99s, the et cetera are like dirt cheap to begin with mm-hmm. that, it's way easier to stand yourself out with the one of a kind of masterpieces. Yeah. I just don't see them. Well, they don't have a lot of products. So like I, I have saved searches for them, but I just never mm-hmm. see them. Um, so gold, I think is just a little bit more obtainable and fun. Yeah. And then patch autos. I'm very particular about like my patches. Like they need to be like, oh, that's chunky, a lot of like yeah. Like um, this is another one. Of, one of my favorites um that was like a special whiteout uh jersey that they did were you so at the just, game? um i was at the game yeah that was ucla my yeah, year That's um, so, i saw hey. stanley johnson beat my high school when i was a sophomore in high school in the state title game i thought he was the best player in the history of the world dude he oh had- i thought you on the pistons so gross his wingspan hey. nutty yeah um but yeah just like this is like the Nike tags, like stuff like that. Um, I got my Clayton Thorson Leaf Metal 101 right here too, just to join the party of everyone showing off their college cards. Um, See, but like Topps doesn't have a product like that. Like what, are they going to do what? Bowman Dynasty or something? Like I don't even know what it would be. Are they going to try to make Inception that product with the patch autos? Yeah, they could. I mean, Bowman Inception did have patches, so... I guess they could. I feel like most of them were like napkin patches. I haven't seen, although actually Anthony Richardson had some like nasty, like Gator logo ones, which was sick. But um, I feel like most of the ones like are pretty generic, but that would be nice to have a a premier college product with patches, something that they had like earlier in the millennium then. I don't know. Yeah. They did. They Panini never did game worn college products though. Those are all event worn, right? I think, um, no, cause I, I had a Gronk 
flawless game one to 10. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. Max, uh, I saw, Max, that you actually flipped a Bowman U product card recently. Yeah. That I don't I think bought... you talked about on the podcast yet. Yeah, I bought... I found the Kenny Pickett first Bowman Superfractor Auto 1 of 1 from 2021, which has the first Bowman logo. We found it in a random Facebook group at like 2,000 OPO. Just lowballed. I didn't lowball. I was respectful. I offered 1,250 and it was accepted. And then I sold it before the card came in hand for 2,750. So that's going to pay for a few burritos at Chipotle on me next time. Fuck yeah. That's sick. I always forget about you lurking on Facebook groups, Gabe. Where do you buy cards mainly? Are you and I know you like you sell a lot, but like where where does your breakup for like where you buy versus where you sell? Yeah, so I'd say most of I guess like my PC stuff that's going to come from eBay just because it's so obscure. It honestly doesn't come a lot from like card shows, although I don't go to card shows in Tucson. Maybe that's a better environment to be in. But card shows, I would say, are definitely where I source most of my inventory. There's like eight card shows a month in Phoenix. It's kind of ridiculous now at this point, and I'm shocked that like it's able to be supported. There are some that are obviously like not that great and not many tables, but for the most part, there's at least a solid one every single week. So uh, back when it wasn't like college football season, I was basically grinding out card because ours are on Saturday. I don't know if that's like common. If most are on Sunday, I don't know, but. Saturdays are always our card show days and I would just grind out a show every single week. Um, and then eBay and then been getting into Com C a lot more for like the flipping side of things too. So um, kind of from all over, I don't do Facebook groups. I've, I don't like, I don't know. It just doesn't look like intuitive to me and just a lot of junk and just people posting like not for sale, not for trade. I'm like, all right, like I don't, yeah, I don't. Oh, know. it is extremely unintuitive, but that's where the beauty lies. It's because you're, taking advantage or rather taking advantage of the situation of that these people don't have incredibly large platforms and it is not an ecosystem that is conductive to people getting reach and engagement so that's where you can swoop on the deals that people may not actually see that's my thesis at least and i think it is very annoying to manage which is why i don't do it often and speaking of places max does not go and buy or sell gabe you're the actually i think the first guest ever to say that they buy and sell on comc what a can you give the people kind of your strategies you have with comc and your success and any lessons you've learned since you started trying to do it yeah so i mean i tried at the beginning of the year and that was a lot of learning for sure where it's just like i just wasn't buying the right stuff i was buying like the low-end stuff and just like non-numbered or just not unique stuff where like if someone else is going to ship their card to ComC, they're just going to undercut the next person and just kind of becomes a, a race to who can get to the bottom first basically so that's the kind of stuff that i was buying where now it's just like i'll scan the recently added a couple times a day i think that's where you'll get a lot of the newer stuff that is maybe underpriced or just people haven't like picked over already um very few times like i'll go back and i'll see like a card that's very niche that i'm like oh like that that kind of works for me i think that's there's opportunity there um so recently added and i'm usually just looking for like autos and numbered stuff um and things that are a comp c monopoly so if i see that even if it's like a low numbered like to 25 blue camo and i see there's three copies on there i'm probably not going to touch it because it's like there's probably not a lot of room to grow on that 
um, a trick that I have. Watchlist.com. So if you go to watchlist.com, you can type in, um, let's just say Trevor Lawrence optic and then under $60 and then from the seller com C consignment. So then from there, it'll show you how many watchers, basically what the most popular Trevor Lawrence card is or how many watchers are on that item. So whenever I'm like trying to prospect on a player, so let's say my last one was Kyron Williams. So I would go to Kyron Williams from Com C seller and I'll see his optic blue auto has 12 watchers. I'll probably go in on Com C now, try to make an offer on it and then relist it. So I, I know that there's kind of interest that way. Um, and so I can kind of see what the most popular cards are, what people are interested in, at least from an eBay perspective, who knows how many watchers are on Com C, but that's been kind of my play, my secret sauce. Anytime I kind of look to buy, I'll go see what people are watching. And then from there, hopefully try to, usually if it's like over a good amount of watchers, I'm like, I'm just going to buy it straight up and relist it and hope that I'm prospecting someone that I can make a play on. I've never heard of that website though. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll have to check it out after Max. Uh, Max is a skeptic of ComC. Max, what, it, what are some of your issues with it so that we can kind of, you know, we, I feel like, Gabe has a good strategy. That's kind of, if you are looking to make money in Com C, that is a good way of doing it. Like just stay away from anything that is remotely common and the Com C monopoly is king for sure. Um, but Max, what are, what are some of your issues with it or questions you have for Gabe about his strategies? I don't like not having custody of the cards. I don't mm -hmm. like having something overly niche. Um, I think Com C does work favorably in that they are very private about their sales history, which is either good or bad, depending on your perspective. I don't like their lack of advertisements on eBay and the mediocre scans on eBay because many Com C cards will say, oh, it's listed on eBay. But I'm like, no, they're doing everything wrong from an SEO standpoint in order for your item to sell higher than what it should. And that's where I go back and forth. That being said, I've been doing some investigating on the eBay vault as of late. And I am intrigued by the 0% selling fees. And after 2024, starting in 2024, 3% buyer's premium. I, if it's really 10%, you know, you don't have to pay any of your 13% fees by sending to the eBay vault. Maybe that is worth losing custody of your cards for. I don't know. But that raised an eyebrow. Yeah, I know. I know. ComC recently has been coming out with these kind of like grading partnerships where you can grade cards through ComC. Um, Gabe, did you try that out? I have not. I'm skeptical of it just because like you can't review it. Although I, I talked to somebody who had pretty good success for just. I mean, you're really seeing it blind. They they do upload it in like a a high def scan, I guess. And then there was one instance where he said that like there was a pretty decent like print line that just wasn't visible in the scan they're like like this one's pretty bad like we recommend like not sending it so there is like some sort of i guess a review in a sense um to some degree but yeah i'm just very skeptical although i think there are some cards that like i might give it a shot if i've just got some money in my account and i'm like hey this is kind of a big card it's kind of been sitting the scan looks decent maybe i give it a shot um but also grading is foreign territory to me i just sent my first submission ever like two weeks ago so I just need a little bit of confidence to know like what I'm looking at and, and what to expect. So, yeah, I know that buying vintage cards on ComC is kind of fun sometimes because there's huge ranges of condition and 
I've bought some like really cheap ones just because I'm like, well, I, I want to have a cheap version of this card. But yeah, I don't know if I would ever trust ComC. I know they've had RCR at ComC before as like kind of a service. So I'm, I wonder if they'll, I bet you they'll like put in some sort of RCR yeah, or like, that, would be nice. that seems like a service that would be easy money for them to add on. Yeah. Also, what I do like about ComC is that it's just so instantaneous. So like, there were rumors all week about Bowman University, Tyler Buckner. He was in Notre Dame, or he was at Notre Dame, transferred to Alabama. Rumors all week that he was going to start. So I was just buying up, making offers, $15 for his autos. I was offering like 8 nine, ten. 10 got them all, sold them all for like 20 bucks a piece. And I never even saw the card. And it was just instant money. Otherwise, I'd have to buy it from eBay, wait for it. And at that time, he stunk so bad, those cards are worthless now. But what are you doing with your comp seed credit? Are you have do you have end game cash out goals? Or are you like just investing, reinvesting, reinvesting? Yeah, it's just been reinvesting everything basically. Although right now, like I've had some big cards. Like one of my biggest flips was a Trevor Lawrence one of one printing plate from. Do share. Uh, maybe I mean I'll, let's pull it up. Um, it was a, a one-of-one printing play. I saw this guy. He was having 50% off everything on his store. And so it was a 2022 Panini XR cyan printing play. It was 50% off. And I went to watchlist.com. I saw there were 10 watchers on it at 270 whatever because they upmarket to like account for fees. But it was only 125 So I bought it, relisted it for 210 And then it sold for 200 Comp C credit back into my account. One of my best flips for sure. And so I've just had a lot of stuff sell right now and not a lot of stuff I've been buying. So this is like, I have 677 in my balance, which normally I usually have like 40 to 120 just in case I see something. But right now I just haven't, I've also been super busy, but I haven't been buying too much. Comsi rich. Yeah. Having Comsi credit is fun. Um, yeah. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> Gabe, uh, the new product, Bowman Chrome, who who are the people to look out for as the as the correspondent? Who, yeah. who should people be looking out for if they're ripping or uh, if they're trying to buy some singles on eBay? Yeah, so this product, so they expanded the checklist. It's always been 100. This time they did it 200. And it's very uh, low floor, very high risk, high reward, I would say. Like there's a lot of just like, random guys in there but then when you do get the top end guys like you are gonna hit pretty good on those um so i think right now just with the landscape of college football um Shitter sanders and travis hunter are probably going to be the two biggest Dion sanders even has an auto which is going to be sick um so that's going to be fun those are probably like the top three like immediate as long as i mean they've got oregon and usc in the next two weeks so we're really going to find out more and that's unfortunately, before the product releases. So if they can somehow at least split those or win both, like those would just go bananas. Um, but I think those would be like kind of the top. And then depending on what you want, like NFL draft wise, like Drake May is a guy from UNC um, who Max will not like to hear about, but um, he's kind of like watching his brother on UNC's basketball teams. Or maybe it was cousin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone I, remember the crazy March Madness runs that UNC went on? Yes, yeah. I can I can see his like face and like him running down the court. 
but I yeah, wouldn't know. His it name. was it was Spencer. No, it wasn't Spencer May. It was a different May. I'll get to the bottom of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Luke that May. Luke May. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds right. Um, so I think those three are going to be big, and then you've got um, Drake May, who some people think is like one A, one B with Caleb Williams for the number one pick. So that'll be interesting. Um, and then there's just a ton of other guys. Malik Neighbors is a wide receiver for LSU. Um, a ton of defensive guys, Jared Verse, Braylon Trice. I mean, it's really got like a lot of good players from, from at the very top. Like basically every Marvin Harrison Jr., Amika Buka, anybody who you would look up in like the mock draft 2024 first round pick, like they're probably going to hit like 20 to 25 of those guys in this product. So that's what makes it super fun too. Um, and I'm personally excited about Arizona. Um, Arizona has three guys, which again, kudos to tops for like this checklist. Cause I think they did a great job, including all the top stars. And then there's, I think over 65 schools that are being represented, which I think is good because that gets more collectors, more people interested. And they hit three Arizona guys, which was awesome. And if you were to like, ask me like, who are the top three you would want to see? It would be those three, Jaden Delora, Tetroa McMillan, and Jacob Cowing. Uh, McMillan's probably going to be like a first round pick next year. Cowing's like a second to fourth round. Um, so those are like good names to, to actually hit. Like if you hit any of them as a non-Arizona fan, like you could have a good amount of upside on those. Um, so super excited for just like the checklist. And then a couple others who are going to get like Sam Hartman will be in his Notre Dame uh, uni, which Max will not like, but there's a couple of transfers who will come out and now they're New Jersey and a Bowman U product, not the first logo, but I found with even like JJ McCarthy being unlicensed and licensed this year, the logo, the first logo doesn't have too much significance. I feel like they're all kind of the same, uh, at least in terms of 2021 versus 2022, 2023. Now we'll see, but um, between like the unlicensed product with the first logo and then licensed product non-first logo, I feel like those kind of played out pretty evenly. That's interesting. I didn't. Even, I hadn't even thought about that. What? Who have been the guys that have made you the most money out of the 2022 product? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say, gosh, there's a lot of guys. I would go with Mason Smith. He's been a, a defensive lineman at LSU. And he was one of the top recruits in the country. He tore his ACL the very first week of the season last year, but he was still been projected like a first round pick, like even with the injury came back as a sophomore and um, he's just, I don't know. He's just been on the draft boards. He's like seen as like a freak of nature. So I think he's one of them. And then I honestly invested in a lot of PAC 12 quarterbacks, which I'm just very familiar with PAC 12 quarterbacks and that's been, I don't know, sometimes I guess I'm biased towards that, but I felt when the product released, they had a lot of Pac-12 quarterbacks, and I just kind of went in on them, and I thought that they had a lot of good upside. So I'd say Cameron Ward has actually been probably my top. He's Washington State's quarterback, and um, I just his refractor autos were like 8 $10 bucks a piece. His lavas were like 15 His golds were you know maybe 25 to 30 bucks, and he's had – a uh, fantastic season this year. He's top five in basically all passing categories. So made a good amount on him. Bo Nix was pretty hot for me in the preseason. He hasn't really had the the limelight quite yet um, in terms of 
compared to, I guess, other quarterbacks, but he does have a good schedule coming up. If he does win, that'll be fun. And then Caleb Williams, I think, has been pretty steady to kind of flip and cycle through, uh, maybe similar to like an Aaron Judge Otani, where it's like things are just always kind of pretty liquid on him and, and going up, and you can kind of get some good deals now and then. Um, so I'd say Pac-12 quarterbacks, Cam Rising was a good one. Um, yeah, there's been a lot, though, for sure. No, that I feel like that product, like long term, is going to be potentially sweet if any of those guys really pop off. Max, have you dabbled at all besides your one hundred and one? Or I know you had your famous re or sealed wax. Yeah, I was just about to explain that. So right when twenty twenty two Bowman University was set to release, I thought, man, this product's going to be so good. You get to prospect the college players at the very least. There's going to be enough hype generated around it, so where you can mess around. And I bought my boxes off tops.com for $130 plus shipping each. I bought five or six of them. I held them for about two years. They dropped to $80 a box. And I had about a 40% loss per box. You went in on the wrong product. How does the the second year product with the license, has that been a sealed wax win for people? Or Gabe, do you know it all? Um, those prices have kind of dropped too. So that started at 130 as well. And now they're about like a hundred. Um, so kind of the same boat. So I'm curious to see, I don't know if that holds any long-term effect. If like Caleb Williams, like if, if he pops off in the NFL and number one pick, if that has any effect, um, I mean, they've got a lot of the other guys like the Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson in there. But yeah, it's kind of dropped and kind of just stuck at that $99 level. And then this year's 2023 set on tops, it released at $99 for the hobby box. So it'll be interesting to see where that fluctuates. I think with Colorado short term, that like resale and everything else on like David Adams and all those, it jumped to like 130 once that went on sale. Um, so curious to see in the short term how much it spikes um, and then where it kind of settles in a year from now. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear to see what that does because you, uh, I, my one Bowman U card for football I own is the one Gabe that you sent me. My, uh, I have said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again: Ryan Holinsky, the worst quarterback to ever receive a card in any product. Though that's probably going to change now that I'm seeing that there's a lot of these companies doing a. There's a, I don't know what the company is. I know it was on Card Collector 2's Instagram the other day of Ohio State had one, but it's like. They're doing these NIL card packs at stadiums for many schools I've seen. And you're going to see a lot of companies kind of pop up. I know Leaf has been doing college cards for a while. Um, but with the NIL stuff, I feel like there's definitely going to be a kind of a new era of college cards. I know Press Pass was one that I'm a huge fan of collecting Press Pass cards uh, from like the early 2000s. I think there's some pretty sweet sets from then. Um, I know, Gabe, I we did a trade once for Andre Iguodala, Arizona Auto. Uh from press pass i believe uh but mm -hmm. have you tried have you seen any investigated any of the uh the nil cards from like kind of non-traditional products and i know there's like alabama bowman you now and stuff like that too yeah so yeah i saw the i think it's on it is who uh created those ohio state cards so that'll be interesting i know u-dub had like a team set last year as well that they handed out at like games that's like that at the time was um, Jalen McMillan's like only card. He's one of the best receivers in the country. 
and like there's maybe one or two listed for like 80 bucks on ebay i feel um and then there was a company called university all-stars and they did like basically like custom like art cards and they had like all these artists like create cards and there was a guy from arizona who um was like in the set i don't know how they they found all these athletes and i purchased it and i waited like eight weeks for it to come and it never came and then i reached out and they're like oh waiting on players to like finish signing some of their cards and then we're releasing it was whole ordeal for like four months and it just never showed up so i then canceled my order it would have been really cool if they actually like ever sent them out but that was kind of a a little pop-up they would go to like the bowl games and they had like their cards in one touches and people would buy them um, so that would have been super cool and then yeah bowman you the same same thing with tops i guess but yeah i think a couple other schools are going to be getting that treatment with alabama so that'll be fun but i haven't really explored or seen too many other nil fund or whatever they call them collectives um come out with any cards but it would be fun to see what they do Max, Max, this this seems like it's like minor league baseball cards a little bit. It could get deep into that kind of world. Yeah, but it's also it's tops licensing and supporting the big brand schools. Um, Time for a sports conference analysis moment. Gaby, what do you think of UCLA, Cal, and SMU joining the ACC? Uh, Stanford and Cal. No, I'm intentionally got that incorrect so that you could catch me gotcha very nicely done um yeah so i don't like it i don't like the whole reorganization of all the conferences just kind of i mean i get it like money is is gonna motivate a lot of these programs and stuff but i do like having at least everything in order from a regional perspective and now we're just going all the way across the country arizona is now in the big 12 and you'll have west virginia and um, UCF and Cincinnati, like it just doesn't make sense for them. Now you've got the big 10 with, uh, UW, Oregon and Rutgers and Penn state, like literally as far as you can go. Um, so the ACC, I mean, I guess for Stanford and Cal, it makes some, like if, if everyone's just going to blow regionality out of the water, then you might as well do it. I get it. Cause it was like academics. ACC typically has the higher academic programs, and you don't want to be the last one of the last four stuck without a conference because now you're like Pac or Wazoo and Oregon State with the Pac-2, and now they don't know what they're going to do. They put a restraining order on the Pac-12, so like it temporarily has to stay. There was some legal stuff that happened like two weeks ago, um, so that'll be interesting. But like otherwise, they're going to get demoted to like the Mountain West or something. I don't know what you do. So wait, they're playing with like Pac-12 logos on their jerseys right now? for those teams yeah so it won't happen until 2024 this is all like a year out in advance oh what yeah a year is a long time that's kind of weird yeah but well fuck i i don't know i i grew up watching pack 10 pack 10 basketball pack 10 football and watched a lot of those cal teams with like marshawn and uh deshaun jackson i was actually at the game the Tennessee, the famous Tennessee Cal game where Deshaun had that kick, the punt return. Uh, that was one of the most nuts moments. And the the animosity towards the SEC from the West Coast is is always very fun to be a part of. But now I guess I'm sure eventually 
Well, the SEC seems to be the one that's not changing, really. Like, everyone kind of wants to be a part of it. Uh, they, yeah. they haven't added anyone for a while, right? Uh, so, yeah, they're a lot more selective. So, they added Texas A&M and Missouri, like, probably 10 years ago when, like, the Pac-12 became a thing. And then last year, they agreed to add Oklahoma and Texas. So, they'll be – they waited two years. I don't know what the uh, – what the timing was there but they'll be joining the sec next year oh damn i didn't know that uh well max do you have any other questions for gaby i think it's time for ebay ebay buys I yeah i kind of just got knowledge bombed man by all of that intellect that gaby just gave me i think it's time to roll in the buys yeah um That's i cool. am a man of my word and i was very fatigued after dallas from all of my buying um, I think I only had three, not even three buys, I want to say. Um, actually, no, it might just be two. I had two eBay buys in the past week that I don't think I covered. I bought a third Josh Giddy downtown raw. I bought, I think I did mention that, Tom. Are you shaking your head? Uh, I don't know. I just, the, I the, know. every week it's a new Josh Giddy downtown. Yeah, every week it's a new Josh Giddy downtown. Um, this one was sealed, but it had a giant gash down the middle of the card. So I'm following the return on this one. Um, I'm okay with PSA 8s. I'm not really okay with PSA 6s. So that's ugly. And we'll see what eBay does about that. And I brought bought a Christian Vaccaro True Gold PSA 9 Bowman Chrome autograph. Um, it's Bowman season. We're getting into it real quick. And it's about to hit us fast. Uh, do you have any guys you're keeping an eye out on in the new Bowman Chrome product? The, the three guys that if I had an S&P or whatever, if I had a billion dollars and I would put money into three, these three guys being worth more money in March than they are now, it's Jackson Holiday, Roman Anthony, and Junior Caminero. Those are the guys. Those are the guys the football head wants. Those are the guys your basketball tards want. Like, they're killing it right now. And Gabe, you do some Bowman, right? Who do you, Are you keeping an eye on anyone? No, yeah, not so much anymore. I just kind of got burned out of it just because I was like, yeah, it's just kind of like throwing darts at Phoenix is weird because like they'll there are so many in-person graphers like they'll go wait at the facility all day and then they'll go lay out their paper and Chrome first cards on their table. So that's who I would know who's like kind of hot. And then I would just go buy like their actual autos or color or whatever. Um, but then I was just like, eh, just kind of got old for me and I don't have an interest in like baseball as much as anything else. Um, I, Austin Wells, before he got called up, I was like always buying into him cause he went to Arizona and then he got called up and sold basically everything that I had, um, on call up. Nice. Uh, Max, have you had any sales on eBay lately? Are you been flipping any of the things you've been buying? Any, any big flips um, from Dallas that you can um, I had a fun flip from Dallas that they just did today. I bought an SGC one satchel page, 1953 tops. I bought it for $375 and I sold it for a net of $420. So that's going to cover a lunch or two. That's where your meat and potatoes are. And that's what needs to get done. If you want to, so you just the small deals where you're churning and where you're winning. Nice. Love to love yeah. to see you. winning, Max oh, is sometimes. Always. Sometimes. Sometimes I win, right, sometimes Gabe. I don't. Gabe, it's been 64 episodes, but now it's officially your time to talk about your latest eBay buys. You can also, obviously, it's a flexible game. You can expand it to other platforms if you like. Okay. Um, so eBay, yeah, I haven't been buying too much. Just with football season, I'm just like proceeding on the side of caution of just like who I'm buying and what I'm buying. Also saving for Bowman University, going back to like the one of one, like 
I might throw a B word out for the one of one for my Arizona guys. If anybody sees those, I that that's going to be interesting. So I'm kind of just saving my money for that. But one uh, a gold prism draft picks auto of Scooby Wright to ten for nine ninety nine. There were two watchers. I was the only bid, starting bid at nine ninety nine. So that was fun. And then over the last week. Um, I was inspired by card collector too. He had like his top 50 one of ones from Ohio state. And I was like, wow, that's insane. But started going down a rabbit hole, bought two cracked ice collegiate contenders autos, Caleb Jones, uh, from Arizona. He was a transfer from Texas and went to the Eagles for a little bit. And then, uh, a Bay area kid for you, Brandon Ashley. Um, this is, he has two cracked ice. One is like a variation where he's like, it's not a great photo. He's like jumping and like passing, but then this one's like him just dribbling the ball up court. So I like that photo a lot more. Brandon uh, Ashley uh, went to my high school actually. And then for two or three years and then transferred to whatever that uh, Bishop Bishop Gorman or whatever, whatever that's yeah. or, or Bishop O'Dowd. Well, yeah, I went to Bishop O'Dowd. Brandon okay, that was, there okay. for a few years and then he went to transfer oh, to my uh, school. Fin- Finley prep Finley prep. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Um, yeah. So love to see that. That's yeah. a fun one. And How much was that? Uh, $9. $9. Damn. All right. Yeah. Is that his yeah. only card kind of? Um, yeah, he has, he has a couple of national and I don't know, he's got a couple national treasures and it's like to 49 and 99, but all of them are just like red napkin patches. And so it's like very uninspiring for me. Yeah. So like I have safe searches for like his national treasures, hoping like a 25 or to 10 pop up with a nasty patch, but no luck. So yeah. that's it. And then a uh, little Bowman best auto, JC Latham gold auto for $9. Any Bowman University gold auto, like under 15 to $20, I'm going to buy it now if they're like on a decent track to the NFL draft or just like have decent upside. He's an offensive lineman for Bama. He should go in the first round. And then Rob Gronkowski prism draft picks red to 299. got that for, uh, all in, let's see, uh, $2 and 76 cents. So I'll throw that in a red Arizona binder page. Nice. Well, you're not, it's going to be harder for you to collect reds in Bowman Chrome, you know? Yes, that I'm terrified for, but again, that's why I'm saving my money. The one-on-one red, red shimmers, I think, and then gold. I think that's where I'm going to, I don't know if I want to do the rainbow. We'll see. It is going to be somewhat cheap, but um to do like the smaller like aqua wave green green shimmer all all, and yeah some other ones but the one of one the red the red shimmer and probably the blues as well for a color match and then golds yeah i uh i did go down the one the rainbow path with my boo booey from 2021 bowman university basketball he is basically the best basketball player in the history of northwestern for all circum for whatever no one's gonna argue with me on this one but uh it is unlicensed i do hope he he didn't get a card in the latest bowman chrome basketball in the second year so i'm this could be his only one i hope he gets some sort of nil deal with some other cards because um you know we're a basketball school now gabe at northwestern in case anyone didn't know that yet uh so it's been fun though i've gotten red the red cost me like 30 bucks you can do rainbow hunting for guys that aren't going to be like first round draft picks and these products for a pretty good amount but um 
You are going to have a harder time with the reds, though, I will have to say. But the prism yeah. red out of 299 is much more attainable, I feel like. And I don't yeah, know. And, we were... and I'd rather have that than the orange wave to 60. Yeah, exactly. I was actually going to ask you this. Uh, so we were talking before, Gabe, about how college collectors have maybe even more of a preference for the team color match than like normal you know, professional sports teams, collectors, Max. Uh, I know team color match has been a topic on the, the podcast before, but uh, Gabe, what's your experience with the team color match? I know you try to keep your Arizona non-patch -auto, non autos to just the reds, right? Um, reds and golds, yeah. So I just like it just because it's just like consistent and just matches and looks good and has good eye appeal. Um, and then I think, you know, just as a collector, I don't know. I think like, I mean, team color is like a cool thing. I don't know. I feel like college colors and everything just like means a little bit more and like the aura of being a fan. I don't know. So I always prioritize like if, if a red to 299 is $10 and a orange wave is to 60 for $10, the economics would tell me to just buy the 60, but like the collector would be like, no, like I'd rather have the red. Yeah. What uh, what what percent of the super fractor would you pay for a red? Or have you have you thought about that so far for for your Arizona guys? I have not. It it really. I would just need to hope that I just see a a buy it now for the super, and I just snipe it. I don't want it to try to go to auction because then that's when I'm like, I have no clue what the market would would really go on that. Maybe I end up getting a better deal, but um yeah that just makes me nervous so i'm just going to try to get all my safe searches and just check them like a madman and hope i don't get to a situation where i've got a i i don't know i feel i feel like if it's just reason i don't know it depends it depends i'd have to see like how the market reacts to the autos and then kind of go from there yeah. um and some of the other color i guess but it does terrify me especially having three guys three guys is going to be tough yeah, are you gonna enter any breaks or anything? Are you gonna? You're ripping right a few boxes. Yes, I pre-ordered four boxes. Um, I told myself if there are 130, I'll get two boxes. I think that's just a a good amount for me. I don't rip retail or anything or hobbies ever. Um, if it was like 180, which I kind of thought it was gonna be, I was like, I'll just do one box. When I saw it was 100, I just snap bought four. I just thought that was too much value to like. Like a hobby box for a hundred bucks, like where are you going to get that these days? You know, so I just thought that was a good deal, and I might as well rip four if I like the product that much. And so I don't know. I could do breaks for sure, but I feel like in the long run, like Arizona, those prices, like with McMillan being a year out from the draft, I don't think I have to worry about him too much. And like Jacob Cowing, I think like he would be good to prospect, but I don't think like people are really going to be on him. And then Jaden Delora. He'll be interested. Like he's your ultimate like feast or famine quarterback. Like he'll throw you into a game, but he'll also throw you out of it and just like try to play hero ball. So I don't think he would have like a huge market, but I think I could probably be I mean, it also depends on the break price, I guess. I'd be curious to know what the what the market values that at as well. And if it's worth it, then I might just throw into every single break I see. <laughs> yeah, that that will be fun i'm uh you're gonna i assume film you opening these boxes uh i know you've gotten super active on youtube lately what give people the 
the thesis of your YouTube channel and what sort of content they can they can find there? Yeah, so I mean, I just started my YouTube channel like honestly probably like two years ago just to record my card show pickups, and that was mostly like a documentation thing for me of just like being able to go back and see like oh what did I pick up what was my thought process how much did I pay, and then like in May of this year. I had like a crazy weekend of sales. I sold like 30 cards. That was crazy for me for like 400, 500 bucks. And I was like, oh, I should like record everything. And just like, I don't know. It just uploaded on YouTube. I maybe had like 40 subscribers. I'd get like 20 views on a video. Um, and then this one um, was like how much money I made selling sports cards on eBay. And then I had like a thousand views in the first day and like 3000 in the first week. I had like over 200 subscribers after that week. And then things kind of took off. Um, and then I just started recording. Luckily, like I had a card show like in two days. So like that got more traction. And I found a one of one in the dollar box. It was a printing plate. So I said, I found a one of one in the dollar box. And that did numbers. And then I also found a Kyle Trask Red Stars Optic in a $2 box. So I was able to say, I got this $2 card and sold it for $100. And so like the algorithm just like threw me into this whirlpool where I was just moving and I was going 200, 300, 400, 500 subscribers. Um, and now I'm like just shy of 2000. I posted every single day since like that very first video. Cause I was like, I just need to take advantage of this momentum that I'm in with this algorithm. Um, but mostly just my mail days coming in my everything that I'm selling, going out card show pickups, card shop pickups. Um, that's, pretty much the the bulk of it i'm going to try to switch things up just because like that's pretty much all that my content is so i do want to like switch it up and try some other stuff we'll see what that entails i don't know if it's like vlog style stuff i've kind of been like scared of that just because like i don't know i just like don't want it to do well and like switch things up but i'm also kind of over it where it's like i don't care if it doesn't do well like i might as well just try it so we'll see but yeah i mean i've posted every single day and just all my activity of cards basically for the last like three, four months. Yeah. Sweet. The algorithm is wild. And if you can catch the right, uh, the right neurons in the brain and get the dopamine to hit quite right with the title that you can, you can really pop off quick. They, uh, Max, how's your experience on TikTok been for the first time you had? Oh, some, I, I am clueless on how to use any form of short-term comp short form content and i'm against short-term content as it brainwashes the youth but ah, you got to play the game to win the game you're you're you don't even know but you're popping off on the young old heads tiktok i've been super active on the last like That's month correct i don't even know everyone dude every all these videos of max are just getting all these comments now i don't i'm, I'm hoping that uh max can become tiktok famous without him even knowing it that's my goal <laughs> with it um all right, my buys for the week. Uh, I'm officially in on Bobby Witt Jr. I bought a black parallel out of 72 of his gold cup for $40 on YouTube on eBay on YouTube. Nice. Um, I bought a 2011 Jason Hayward gold cup red complete set pack variation added 245 for $10 with $4 shipping. And this guy had this card up for four months on ebay and i had watched it go down from 30 dollars to 14 dollars, and then i offered 10 dollars after he had rejected a offer from me like a 15 dollars, like two months ago so that's a nice little win there um all right well 
Max, with the knowledge that I bought the Bobby Witt paper black out of 72 gold cup for $40, $40 what do you think the Topps Chrome silver slash blue wave out of 75 cost me? Uh, remind me what year? 2023. So these are both the gold cups. The black flagship was $40. The silver mm -hmm. blue wave chrome out of 75. Like the aqua silver blue wave? I'll show a picture of that. Um, you know Gabe, do you know these parallels? No. I feel like that's like Blu ray wave or something. Uh, oh, that's a that's a sixty dollar. No, that's a that's a thirty-five dollar card. Sixteen dollars. I like that more. Yeah, dude. Basically the same rarity out of seventy two, out of seventy five, one's chrome and it cost under fifty percent of the, the paper, which is kind of wild. Um, so that was fun. Uh, I bought a Juan Soto. Wow, I just have been buying all the gold caps. I'll do a non. I bought a Monte Ellis nasty logo patch, not logo patch, but three four color patch out of twenty five uh, for eight dollars. I was extremely hyped about that. Um, Monte does not have a ton of uh, patches that I see up for sale often. And it's also the new uniform because he played obviously in like the We Believe uniforms, but this was like the Steph era uniform, so. Thought that was pretty sweet. Um, it's kind of all I got for the week, though. I had a hate rip of a decided today that I really wanted to rip something, and then my target was absolutely rated, and all it had was like Panini football, which I refuse to rip retail Panini football. I just can't do it. Um, so I ripped a Metal Universe blaster uh, just because I love trying to rip for Tiger Woods cards sometimes. A lot of college guys in that product too, like. These guys, like, Caleb Williams is going to have a bajillion cards by the time he debuts, Gabe, I feel like. Yeah, he will. He'll be he'll be in a lot of sets. And but, I mean, like, are you yeah. tired of the pump? Are you ready for the pump even though it hasn't even begun? <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like Caleb Williams is just like, you, you buy into the first cards if you're going to do anything. Like, don't. There, there is even like National Trading Card Day Bowman U packs. That's what I got. Cause I know, I went I'm saying there. get ready. I'm ready for the pump. Are you tired of the pump before the pump happens? You were trying to pump the first product, and that didn't go very well for you. I wasn't trying to pump. I was making a play, and it didn't work. Yeah, that's like your top's finest basketball play, too. Those yeah, like like, it was like a month apart from it. <laughs> you really took those were tough. <laughs> Do you have a secret like Caleb Williams stash, Max? No. No. Do you, Are you going to? Yeah. No. Do you get there, okay. Max? Do you ever buy college cards like in value boxes or do you just always skip over those if you see them? I skip over them because like the pro uni sell better. Yeah. Fair enough. Not even any, no school you found sells well or anything like I that. I haven't, I honestly haven't tried. But like, I know our boy. $5 for like an out of 50 college uni when I could pay $5 for. For a sunny gray, you know, purple out of two fifty, I'd rather do that, even though I don't want to pay five dollars for that either. Yeah, fair enough, uh, Gabe. Are there any schools that are like weirdly, like who? What college schools collect the most? Um, for me right now, Michigan. Like anything, Michigan right now is just moving, and I mean, this is supposedly their year to to kind of win everything. Um, Ohio State, of course, always does well. Um, but I'd say those two are usually pretty high for me. Um, Card Reflector, too, always says Iowa does really well. And I 
don't necessarily buy a lot of Iowa guys, I feel like, but I think that could be a, a sneaky one there. But I would say Michigan has easily been like anything Michigan, you can get at auctions and then relist it, buy it now and make money right now. That's you've thrown a lot of nice fun tips out here for us, Gabe. Um, tell people where they can find you during the week if they have any questions about anything. Yeah, Gabe card stacks on everything instagram well twitter i'm like the most active instagram i'm trying to get better about instagram or at least like stories i don't like necessarily like posting i should probably start posting more just started a tiktok that's just kind of there yeah nice well i really appreciate having you on i feel like there's a lot of good discussions were had here max uh gets to have a break from telling all of his stories of what he was going on because last week i mean break i'm in really the team on your back what did you say, Max? This is a treat having Gabriel card stacks on the pod. I know it's a long time coming. Uh, I'm happy it happened. Episode 64. Um, when Bowman Chrome comes out next year, we might have to have the correspondent back on to talk about who to who to look for, uh, who to buy, and do some reflecting on this product because uh, interested to see if the Colorado hype lives up and. You know, the product booms like it could. Uh, I'm excited to see that. And props to Tops. You know, hey, Fanatics gets a lot of hate. The fact that they're putting this product out at a time that actually makes sense with the season, I think is awesome. And I'm interested to see how it goes because, you know, you got to you gotta have these guys' cards ready to go during the playoffs and stuff, I feel like, for anything to be relevant. You can't be doing something in February when the season's over and no one cares anymore necessarily. Um, so any any final thoughts? Uh max for us here you have to play the game to win the game and one day i'm gonna run out of numbers to count i hope that one time someone puts all your last thoughts together into like one intro for us and then that'll be amazing anyway we'll see you guys next week peace out